0: What about me saying you're okay for a Democrat? You okay with that? (laughs) Love that. I wish I could use that (laughs) moving forward. (laughs)
1: This is anthony vega i am the clerk of lake county and you are listening to the lake forest podcast
0: the lake forest podcast is supported by viewers listeners and businesses just like you forest bluff real estate team serves illinois wisconsin lake forest and lake bluff john josephitis laura lee van fleet and of course michelle parnell get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name. Epic Products, exceptional process. For more information, email info at IliadGrow.com. Heavy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest own Mike Havy. Check them out at Havycommunications.com. I'd also like to say we are thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A., Elizabeth C., Costa, Lance Otto, RDM, John C., and Mike Adelman. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broad Stop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. We have Anthony Vega on the show today, clerk of... Lake County. Scoo, how do you feel about that? This is an extraordinary show. Wow, this is great. Welcome, Anthony. Vincent Vega. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we had a rough week. We had an election this week. Uh, we partied Tuesday night, Anthony. Still recovering from that. You know, We blew you a ton of crap over the last couple weeks because <laughs> of the venue change for our Lake Forest peeps in the Third Ward. Go... Uh, it got moved. Some of them got moved from Christchurch over to uh, someplace in, in Vernon Hills. We have Joe Weiss with us. We brought him on the show because Scoo and I, we only know so much. So, you know, we defer to this, <laughs> these political things. I only you know, know
2: so, so much. That. So collectively, we know something. <laughs> <laughs> so, Clark Vega, great to see you, clerk Vega. Thanks for
1: having me on, Joe.
0: We were pissed. People are pissed. And I know it's a combination of two things. One, it's the marketing on on your side, Anthony. And it's also the malaise of the voters that don't pay attention to like, they pull up to (laughs) Christchurch. So what, what happened? Joe, take over.
2: Well, uh, you know, I'm, I live in the third ward West, which is the West end of, of Lake Forest. And, um, Christchurch is is normally our polling place um and I also happen to attend Christchurch as a, a as a member the election fell um during the week preceding um Easter and it's my understanding uh, from talking to folks at the church that they realized I don't know uh, exactly when I I've, I've heard it was last November but uh you may have some different information but uh they realized hey this this falls Easter is the biggest day of the year for Christians mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and biggest day for churches. Um So they were busy setting up because it's it, it's not just when you when you guys use a polling place building, it, you, you're not just there on the Tuesday of election day. You have to set up beforehand, take down afterwards and stuff. And you can explain that way better than me but they just said hey we we'd love doing this for the community but we're going to have to take a pass on this election and normally these april elections are re- relatively low turnout mm-hmm. elections um you know because there's usually nothing on the ballot contested or there's some obscure park district election or something nothing nothing against park districts is very important hotly contested mayoral election in lake forest as well as the lake forest high school referendum so there was just some concern By a lot of folks uh about you know having to go the polling places then got relocated to vernon hills my polling place got relocated to the knollwood fire station um so very long drives for people who are used to just driving a few blocks so uh clerk if you want to uh uh, give your perspective of what what went down and 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 you know uh, why the polling places were put where they were? Because that was the next question. Was okay, Christchurch can't do it, but why are we going so far away? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, it really was a combination of a lot of different factors. Um, and I'll set the stage here a little bit. Um, generally, best practice is for election authorities, uh, which is which in this case is me and, and my fellow clerks from across the state, um, best practice is to book polling places six, 10, up 12 months in advance. Um, that's best practice. That way you can, you know, if you have to move sites, you can vet other sites, you can do, you run your tests, you can visit the sites and you can make sure that it, that it works and you then have really enough leeway to to give proper notice um i took office december 1st 2022 on december 2nd as on my second day when i was being briefed because i i took office in the middle of being of the preparation for the april election on december 2nd i was briefed that zero sites had been booked for the february primary in north chicago or waukegan and zero sites had been booked for um, the april election
2: across Uh, the whole county
1: across the whole county wow (laughs) um and we're talking 100 plus sites um we have 431 precincts in lake county and so um and just so you know even though we i still had four months to go i have to have a list compiled to the state board of elections and the deadline for that was mid-january but before i can send it to the state board of elections the county board has to approve the the polling sites. And so I have to make sure it runs through the committee process, which then cuts down on the time I had. And my deadline to get an agenda item to the county committee agenda um, was, I believe, December 31st. It was the end. It was the last business day of December, um, which really meant that I had three weeks to book a hundred sites because most of our polling partners during the holidays, either they take the full week off around Christmas time or they take the week off around new year's. And so we, as in, you know, I'm i I'm a brand new, I'm a newbie, um, (laughs) you know, learning from a fire hose, drinking from a fire hose. And so we had to uh, we really had to work hard. And so the first thing was reaching out to all of our partners um, and saying, "These, this is the, this is election day. Can you be a site again?" Um, and that, I believe that, that was when Christchurch said, "Wait a minute, this is Tuesday before Easter." Um, and like you said, Joe, um, it's not just we're not just there on election day. We have equipment delivered usually either a day or two in, days in advance. We have other equipment that's that is not taken at the end of election day um that rather picked up the day after so we i mean we are literally setting up shop and we are invading uh, other people's homes if you will um it's re- really a substantial uh project and when it comes to new sites mm-hmm. Um, we, there's a really long vetting process. We have to do the site visits. We have to, to make sure that we have internet connection, that they're ADA accessible, that uh, you know the, that, that the space is able to work. But the other complicated factor here too was redistricting. Every ten years, uh, the boundaries for the units of government uh, for like Congress, state rep, county board change, um, but also precinct precinct boundaries changed. And that was the biggest issue in this particular precinct, precinct 201 in particular, who has I think one or two subdivisions of uh, Lake Forest residents, were actually cut into a precinct that is mostly non-Lake Forest residents. Whereas for ten years, the 10 years before, they were almost exclusively Lake Forest. So when we're talking about site placements, we, we have to look at the entire precinct Uh, instead of a ward or a subdivision which i will be honest some of these precinct lines boundaries um, don't really make sense to me um i i understand that they were done last year um but i for this particular one and i actually have a anthony when when
0: we talked on the phone yesterday i said this is going to be like four guys sitting at the bar right Mm -hmm. okay so i'm going to talk to you like we're at the bar all but, right where's do we lose Scoo here yeah. no he's yeah. you know he's he's checking the wires okay
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right here here's how it here's how it went down anthony i'm not saying this happened or it didn't happen uh-huh. i just want to address it and then sure. move on and figure out how we can fix this you know going forward sure. now joe please if i got the facts wrong okay please correct me there wasn't a lot of notice when this christ church thing went down right it was, it happened pretty quick. How how much notice did you get, Joe? Uh, Oh gosh, I can't remember
2: now. It wasn't, it wasn't
0: a lot of time.
2: Let me, let me tell you how it went down. And, and, and and Anthony, for the record, I'm a relatively new resident to Lake Forest. We just moved here last Mm -hmm. August from Cook County. So I'm I'm quite familiar with how the Cook County clerk has done things Mm -hmm. because, because I lived in Cook County my whole life until last August. But, um, the uh we got that card saying, you know, and I'm used to getting that that, hey, there's an election coming up. And in the process of that card going from my mailbox to the trash can out of the corner of my eye, I just happened to notice no, oh, polling place change <laughs> And I almost missed it like, hey, mm-hmm. you know and if and and I'm I, I'm a person that's worked in elections. Over 30 years, you know, I worked with every county clerk in the state at one time in my former job. So I I appreciate all the stuff that uh, county clerks have to do. It's an it's a it's really a thankless job in many ways. But so if I almost missed it, I can only imagine folks that don't deal have never worked in elections that are just, you know, regular everyday voters. Oh my gosh! They might, you know, drive to Christ Church and and you know the doors are locked. And what do they do? And 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 all that. So maybe well, you well Joe, you
0: you vol- you volunteered your time yeah, going so to I Christ actually, Church,
2: the caucus, and I understand also the high school referendum group, uh, the the group that in favor of the referendum, because there's a lot of families with kids in in those neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, they volunteered, and actually, to their credit, the church. Uh, people reached out to the church. The church put their own signs in the windows during the day when there was a staff inside the church, they were all told, um, here's what happens. The only, the only wild card was, you know, most people don't know their precinct number and it's not like everybody going to Christ church would then go to one site. So people might show up and they don't know what their precinct number is but like I said, Christchurch did put the mm-hmm. a, a, a flyer with I think they had a little map and stuff. they put it in all the windows of all their uh, doors. They told the staff what to do. they you know, I think it had the website um, I stood there uh, the final hour from six to seven because that was that was my biggest worry. If, if somebody came there midday, they'd probably have time to get to the polling place by seven o'clock when the polls close. My concern was that last minute person, you know, not, uh, you know, being essentially disenfranchised because they didn't know where to go. And so in the hour that I stood there, um, literally one person, one woman drove up. Um, I had the, um, I didn't have your website on there because it wasn't as mobile friendly, which maybe you might want to look at that in the future. But uh, I had the State Board of Elections website, which was up to date because I tested it with my home address. And if you just punch in your home address, it tells you where to go. She happened to be um voting at Greg's Landing in Vernon Hills. So, and it was about 6:30. So she had plenty of time. So I'm assuming she made it there and and stuff. So we were all good. And and talking with some of the people off the record at the church, uh, it's my understanding about 10, they said about 10 people came in the building that day and were redirected by church staff. So I think at the end of the day, now if this had been like a presidential election where it oh, turnout oh, was really high, that would have been uh crazy. But then again, Easter is not in November. It's in it's usually in March or April. So um so in way, the, the
0: the way everybody took it, all right, we have a contested election. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lake Forest is I, I don't know what the political term is, moderate to right. I you know, I don't know you're de- you're democrat you know and people are like hey wait man we're getting screwed this is against you know the you know the caucus and and you get all this wasted energy out there and look we may be moderate school won't tell us what he is okay but you know we are independent thinkers and you know when, when i put it out there I when to? I put the, do i need to tell you you well, Anthony know. probably knows
2: because he's the county clerk; he has access
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, everybody. You know, you got finger pointing, and then mm-hmm. uh, I, I tried to FOIA to see what the communications are, and I'm sure that you know that'll come in. Sure. And and it's not just uh, Lake County; it's Lake Forest; it's everybody. Where this FOIA process, Freedom of Information Act, okay. You have five days to respond to the thing. So when I send an email out, you know, I fill out your PDF, I send it in and it go, you know, there's no receipt, you know, day one, day two, day three. And I know it's election time and all that, but unless there's a receipt back, I'm like, wait a minute, are they sitting on this thing? Or are they trying to play games that say, well, I just received it five days later. So I get another oh. five days. So you have all that stuff going on. Okay. Sure. So, Look, you called me up on the phone, which I respect, okay, which is a lot more than a lot of people that I know in this town uh, (laughs) would do. So I respect you. You told us what happened. And now what can we do going forward? Look, you're new. We have a caucus here that a lot of people are going to leave that have experience. A lot of new people are going to come in and things Mm -hmm. are going to get dropped. And we have our own problems to fix Mm -hmm. but can can the aldermen like of whatever the wards are here in lake forest help you out or that's not their thing it's a precinct thing how can we fix this thing going forward so we can blow you crap for other things besides this? sure
1: sure uh well first and foremost i know what i can do better now right? Um, four months in, I know lessons learned from my end. Um, you know, as soon as we wrap up this election um, and we certify the results, we're swinging right into polling sites for 24, for March and for and for April. And what does that mean is going back to Christchurch, actually one of the uh, HOA presidents uh, said, what about the Lake Forest Graduate School of Management? It's right there. It may be, may be helpful. Um, but really is me going to your city clerk hey these are the precincts in in lake forest these are the sites so far that have said yes or no and for the ones that said no can you work with me on alternatives i have a similar so we situation. have
2: a city clerk in lake forest i don't know the answer to i yes do we, do, we uh, okay yes because
1: I, I i newcomer work with, here
0: sorry <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> no i i actually worked with biddy um i gave her the information so she could do i think, the, I think it's
0: margaret boyer
1: yeah, Biddy Boyer, or her, she goes by her nickname is Biddy. Um, working with her uh, because I have I have a similar situation in Highland Park um, where where multiple sites have said no already for next year, and someone have to sit down with the city manager, the the you know, and the mayor down there to try and get alternate sites that are viable. I have the lead time now to do that, and certainly then is giving information to local stakeholders like the Lake Forest podcast and say, hey, guys, I need your help to, you know, these are the changes. I, I need some help here, you know, in, in, you, know, send, you know, letting people know. Because, Joe, that little red tox of polling site change, that was actually new. We actually, um, that was a new uh, simple thing that I thought would catch people's attention because I knew, that if I received it, it was going to straight go straight into the trash can. And my goal was let's put something bright and red that says polling site change to at least try and prevent that. So they And that's what it. caught my eye, the bright yep. and red
2: thing. So,
0: so going forward, because, you know, look, the type of people we are, you know, we don't want to point at things without offering mm. a solution. Sure. How do we fix this where... The old people leave and the new people come in. That's what happened to you. You came in and you had this crap ton full of stuff. How can the handoff be a little bit smoother? If you had a magic wand, Anthony, what what would you what would be your suggestion? And then how would we make that happen?
1: You know, I really think it the outgoing and the incoming. They have to agree that for the good of for the greater good there has to be some sort of transition plan, right? There has to be some handoff of information, whether you agree with the outgoing or or you disagree with the incoming. We're all here trying to do something for the greater good. Um, Sometimes, obviously, it doesn't happen because of personalities or because of... Oh,
0: you know, wait like, a minute. Was it a Republican before and then the Democrats come in and then they're like, screw you guys. We're going to leave you with a... She seat was seat. a Democrat
2: and then she became a Republican. Uh, and is, uh, is that what...
1: She was elected as... My predecessor was elected as a Democrat, switched parties, um, and um, um, I did reach out during my transition um, and... Um,
0: Staff Anthony, I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. So this is part of <laughs> probably the- still yeah. a better transition than
2: the 45th to 46th president, but that's nothing. <laughs>
0: so- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when you have look, Democrats, Republicans, whatever the outliers, you know, for the for the better good of everybody. Sure. Okay. Don't leave people hanging. Right. It sounds like you got left hanging. You didn't say it, I said it, Anthony. Okay. So so going forward, don't leave people hanging. And there's got to be some type of uh, handoff transition. I don't know how to do it, uh, but that's what needs to happen. Joe, am I right?
2: Yeah, no, I, I look, um, you know, we've seen, I just mentioned one example on the national level, but I can remember um, when uh, governor Quinn lost, he didn't, he refused to even attend uh, uh, governor Rauner's inauguration and, and, you know, uh, being part of the Rounder administration at the end, they made it very clear um, that they wanted a smooth, even even though it was a very bitter election with him and Pritzker, they wanted a, a very smooth transition with the cabinet and all the department heads and stuff. And I know how it goes on a local level, too. Um, and it's, and what's weird is, you know, governors and presidents get sworn in in January after the election. Mm-hmm. County officials get sworn in December 1st, so less than a month. <laughs> um on the transition and and sometimes there's still you know if it's really close uh which i don't think your race was but if it's <laughs> really close there's they might still be counting votes you know yeah. i mean um so uh it's tough and egos sometimes get in the way and we in politics we call it a hostile takeover when it's you, when somebody beats somebody out in the election but It, um, it shouldn't be. I mean, if, if you ran for office in the first place and held that office, you should, you know, accept the election results and, um, and ensure a smooth transition as you probably had wished you had when you came in. So I'm not talking about you, Anthony. I'm just saying, but. And lesson learned, like um, you know, you now are are learning this, and um, I, I think you you know it was good of you to come on this show. Uh, a lot, of, as Pete said, a lot of people won't uh, won't come on if uh, they feel they're going to get um, critical. But I think um, you've you've owned it, um, you've addressed it. I think you heard the concerns. It sounds like you've got some ideas. I mean. Allowa Farm was one that we had talked about that is literally in the precinct where where I live. Um so Excited. and it, apparently it had been a polling place in the past, so I don't know if there was an ADA issue because you did mention the ADA that some of these older polling some some polling places are no longer able to be used by ADA. We also talked a little bit on a couple on the other podcast about schools. West and Canada. the whole issue now with schools mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and safety back when I was growing up, my school was always a polling place and the teachers would take mm-hmm. us down to, to look at it as kind of a civics lesson on things. But now I, I had a coworker in DuPage County. They kept their kids home from school on Tuesday because their school was being used as a polling place and they felt that was not safe. And then, you know, that awful incident occurred in, at Highland park, um, that resulted in your uh well the three or four polling places being um uh, mm-hmm. closed for an hour and a half and then you had to keep them open until 8:30 well what's that? Of- yeah the, yeah the is, uh, so, so
0: Joe's a, Joe's a newcomer now we got sku who's been here i don't know about 60 million years uh sku what's your take on all this <laughs> I, I mean i i just uh, thought it
3: was strange that uh we're having an election in Lake Forest and the largest ward, half of that ward is going out to two different towns to vote, which and the the um, dissemination of information it seemed was a couple weeks before the election, I thought was, you know, very strange. But, um, you know, Anthony, I don't know, you know, with the schools, I mean, Lakes Forest West Campus is not a student. Um, it's an administration building and they got a very large gymnasium that could handle everyone. I don't know. If you guys approach or if the high school has said the district said no, but that seems to me to be kind of an optimal place to, you know, right in that gym there, you can get the entire ward coming in and out. But I don't know what that conversation is with the school district,
1: you know, and and school and, uh, um, you know, Pete and Joe, I mean, you're right with schools, you know, our world is so different from 20 years ago um we we had 22 schools being used as polling sites some chose to have um regular school day some chose to go e-learning um and, and there's no perfect solution to that. Um, school actually wrote down Lake Forest West. They have a gym uh, on a Post-it note. I have a map in my office of all the precincts, and I have a bunch of post notes for for uh, changes. Uh, but ideally, yes, either buildings, schools that are no longer being used as schools are ideal. Uh, administrative buildings that have a big space are also uh, ideal because uh, they're usually schools are usually the most have the most up to date ADA, um, you know. Uh, they're ADA compliant. Uh, But certainly, look, I also want to say that um, I know I can only control what I can control. And and I know where to improve upon and where to include more, you know, new stakeholders. So I do just want to say thank you for having me on too, uh, to be able to move forward. So we address this for the big election in 2024.
0: Yeah. Well, you came on now. I think what's her name? Biddy. She plays Uh, a role in this. I believe. Uh, uh, so, the, the city clerk. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, she is a
1: city clerk, and I will say that she was very proactive, and we worked together. And I know right. that that um, you know. Oh, you're wanna, such
0: a good politician. Yeah,
1: she is going to be, I think, a really good partner moving forward. So I'll be including her in, in some of these conversations as well. All right, all right, that right. way, we can increase the communication too um, at the local level.
0: School, we got to learn to talk like that. That see. We're we're not we're not good at that, Anthony. Anthony, Anthony is a uniter, not a divider. That's right. <laughs> Anthony, let's do a little bit of this in reverse. President man. Bush. You uh you came from the sheriff's office.
1: I did, I did. I was um to, to go back to a that was a really close race, by the way, in 2018. Eidelberg won by 137 votes. He found out he won. The week of Thanksgiving, he had a transition of less than two weeks, and then it went into a discovery recount. So, um, that talk about experience both, yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, did people get nasty in elections, there, Anthony.
1: You know, yeah, absolutely. You just, it's, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. You know, but but that being said, in those in in those two weeks, um, you know, uh, sheriff. Curran and his administration were phenomenal. they 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 there was a handover. There was a you know multiple meetings, and they provided information um, about the status of the office so that you know sh- you know sheriff elect Eidelberg would had you know information to go on on day one. And, and I think that also speaks very highly to the to the administration that uh, then Sheriff Curran had.
0: Got a question for you. Uh, this just in from uh, our cohort that's not with us today, uh, Rick Lesser. He wants to know, how did you get that role in Pulp Fiction?
1: Uh, you know, the role in Pulp Fiction, it's it's who you know.
0: I was exactly. in it. It's who
1: you know. <laughs> I'm not going to say who I know, but I know somebody. <laughs>
0: Anthony Vega, clerk of Lake County. For a Democrat, you're okay, man. <laughs> He's okay.
2: Just don't even like He's I said. Okay. I've worked. I in like I said in my old job, in one of my previous jobs, I worked with every county clerk. I, Willard Helander was the clerk for Lake County back when I dealt it. But I also worked with David Orr. In fact, I, I think he went to Loyola for was a graduate school. I was looking at your yes. bio earlier. Yeah. So I went. I went to Loyola for undergrad, and at the time, David Orr was the alderman for that ward there where uh, Loyola is in Rogers park. I think it was 49th ward. Mm-hmm. He actually taught some classes that I was in. Um, and then when he became County clerk and I was in my job, uh, we worked great. So I, 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 you know, yes, these are partisan elections, but I think um, what I'm getting know, the to mechanics is the of running.
0: What? The outliers on either side, they can both yeah. hop in the lake. But I, I,
2: I, <laughs> I think, you know, there's, there's, if you're doing your job, there isn't really, for a position like this, there's not a lot of ideology. This isn't, we're not talking about, you know, it's not our identity or abortion or some of those divisive issues. You're there to what count the, the county clerk uh, counts the votes for the elections. You also do like the marriage licenses and death certificates and, and all that stuff. Cause Willard's name is on my, my wedding was in Lake County. Cause I married a Lake County girl. So um willard's name is on our marriage license uh, so your name's probably on a lot of marriage licenses now so but there's so there's a lot of stuff you guys do that is really just nuts and bolts basic mm-hmm. services for, for the people
0: of the county and i will say i will vouch for the mail-in because you know the republicans <laughs> they don't like the mail-in stuff i know you guys cringe when i say it but i say the things that people are thinking in the bars okay the mail in process was very efficient. I'm not stirring anything, Scoo. I'm giving I'm giving kudos to the guy. I did it for the first time. Uh I signed up online, very easy. It came in the mail. I filled it out. I I, I went to the uh mailbox, uh, the special mailbox, put it in. I got a text the next day that my vote was received. So Bravo. It's, Bravo. You-
1: we, you know, in, we're right now renovating our big vote by mail room, but that is a really impressive operation. And Scoo, I see you <laughs> stirring things, but let me—I I, got a oh, no, no, I'm not stirring it. He's,
0: he's saying I'm stirring things. The <laughs> <ain't>. so <laughs> we, you
1: know, we. This is a a topic for another another time. But yeah, yeah, yeah the Checks and balances when it comes to vote by vote by mail is, is really impressive. Um, and and so I'm glad, Pete, that you had a really good experience with that.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Hey, thanks for your time. We got to do another show because people like this. They want to know what's going on because once they know what's going on, then they'll find another conspiracy and then we'll get to that one. You know what I mean? <laughs> I <laughs> Anthony, anytime. Come on, man. I appreciate you
3: coming on. And like Pete said, not. A lot of people talk, but no one wants to come on.
2: And
0: you're the respect, man. Respect, respect. you can become a
2: co-host, Anthony. I came on, and now I'm like here every almost every week. So you could be a co-host with Pete. You could do some restaurant reviews with. But you got to drop
3: so. as many names as Joe does. Then you.
2: I only dropped three. <laughs> God, I'm writing them all down. I remember this
3: guy. I remember this woman. I remember this man.
2: Well, oh, look, I, know, I having, I, having a uh, having a good memory is a blessing and a curse. It's
0: uh... yeah. Anthony Vega, Clark of Lake County. Thank you for coming on the show, my friend. Well, thanks, pleasure. Anthony. Thank good you for job. having me well, on. Great
1: Easter. All right. Happy Have Easter, a good, good day, guys.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah. William Griffin. We uh, we didn't we forgot to give him kudos for winning. Uh, good it guy. He had the most votes. Twenty seven thousand, something like that.
2: Yeah, he worked. He worked it. Um, he worked very hard, and he deserves it um seems like a really good guy he likes you Scoo in spite of that I voted yeah. for him so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gave credit to the tag team for cleaning up the signs that's the uh, city workers Joshua Hucker man thank you yeah I oh, saw boys. that yeah 4 a.m out there cleaning that crap off the street they can't I call private rem- property. I hope the
2: people remaining out there that still have it in their yard for whatever candidate take it down Come on, it's like I saw. I think I saw three this morning when I was driving.
3: Pick up your poop um, bags. What? Yeah. Pick up your poop bags.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Prior exactly. Seeing all those laying around. This is why there there were no yard signs in front of our house because I just I don't do it. I don't do yard signs. Oh, um, you're,
0: see you. Caucus.
2: Uh, I understand the 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 bidler campaign dropped their challenge at the State Board yeah. of Elections this morning, Friday morning.
0: You know that's just well. Well, Maybe they listened
2: to what I said on the podcast. Of do you want to be a sore loser or do you want to be gracious?
0: So okay, if they drop that, that means that the likelihood of them suing goes down, or we don't know. Where did this suing come in, Pete? Yeah, there was no, there was never
2: a, (laughs) a, there was never a lawsuit, Pete. It was, it was a channel. No, but. At the State Board of Elections. No, beyond that. I suppose if you lose the challenge, you could file a lawsuit in court, but that would be extreme. Yeah. But that you still, even though you have a hearing at the State Board of Elections, it's highly recommended that you have an attorney. So, you know, the thought was they were just doing it to run up the legal bill for the caucus. Um, But
0: that saved them 3,000 bucks. whatever it's thank you for but it's done they they
2: they did the right thing because it was a frivolous challenge uh the caucus filed the procedures if they had gone forward they would have lost the hearing at the 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 byler campaign or whoever filed it caputo uh would have lost the challenge so i i think it's the right thing to do it showed that i crew has been gracious Um, uh, since she called Randy Tack election night. And I understand from what I heard, it was a very nice conversation, all things considered. And uh, I think he, I think he told uh, Dorfman that he would like to sit down with her at some point. So, um, you know, uh, those are the, those we've, like I said before, there's, there's ways to handle defeat and that's how people judge you. I mean, the clerk Vega just showed an example of how not to handle defeat uh, by his predecessor. So, um, if you're if you're in this for the right reasons, you're going to handle it the right way, win or lose.
0: Joe Weiss, thank you for your political wittery.
2: Happy Easter, guys.
0: Happy Easter, my man. Happy Easter, Joe. Come to Christ Church. You're welcome. Uh, there's too many polling Anytime. boxes in right there. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> guys, take care. All right, man. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at com. For the best cannabis in the world look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard to find small badge products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name. Epic Products, exceptional process. For more information, email info at IliadGrow.com Maybe Community Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havey. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we are thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A., Elizabeth C., Costa, Lance Otto, RDM, John C., and Mike Adelman. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broadstop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan's.